Production. Recorded live. Hey, how you guys doing? This is the producer from Brothers Comics. Um, you heard the unofficial member of Brothers Comics who talks to you guys, so that means my people are in separate locations. Who's on the line tonight? Big Hutch. Right, and who else is on the line? The Female Perspective, a.k.a. Gigglebox. Excellent. So it's the original three, the real three. No disrespect to uh, Brother Beavis and Sandman, but, you know, the originals sometimes have to get together to do these things. Thank you to Sandman and Brother Beavis, though, for filling in for Podcast 35. We do appreciate it and their perspective as always. So, but for Podcast 37, is this 36 or 37? 36. I think it's 36. Yeah, I think it's Podcast 36. So for Podcast 36, we have the the founders on, and we're just going to jump right into it. Now, if you have listened to another podcast, we're not really sure sure about the audio, but we did another podcast about the situations uh, with the police and in Dallas and in Minnesota and in Baton Rouge. So if you have, if that podcast does make it up, be sure you check that podcast out. This is us doing a second podcast after that one, which is a, a heavy, to say the least. Uh, so this is our normal podcast, and we're going to let it kind of, to kind of come down a little bit from that earlier one. So the first part about that is um, what you drinking? We're both drinking that rooster. The no, Rex no, no, no. no, no, Goliath? Oh, oh, that is something yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's take it to Coast of a French. Yeah, that's uh, a good French one. Yeah, it's delicious. Okay. Yes, and you know the French are known for having quality vino. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and booze. Well, jeez, well, that's harsh. Well, wee wee to you, uh, both. Yes, yes, I am. Go ahead. Happy Bastille yeah. Day, July 14th. No, oh, jeez, man, come on. Uh, that, that was his comment about the French losing. I, I, have no, I have no problem with the French. So, yeah. so, and I love their vino. There you go. Some That's all food. that matters. <laughs> there you go. Some of their food, yeah. Uh, <laughs> for a cultured people, for a cultured allegedly people, air quotation, they got some whack food. I'll be perfectly honest with you. If, if it's not a pastry, um, they're hot meals. Right. <laughs> Period. Chocolate is good. Yeah. What is chocolate? That's a, a pastries, delicacies, desserts. They they got their foot in, in there, you know. They got their foot in it. But again, delicacies. I'm talking about like oh, let me get a like like a, come on, cocoa van, meh, cordon bleu, is as is average. It's average at best. It is by far below like Italian food. If oh, I'm going yeah, to European delicacies, yeah, I would even say I would even I would even say German food is better than them uh, French food. No, no, I can't say that German food uh, is whack in my opinion. But <laughs> they're both whack, actually. Uh, so, all right. Before we get too sidetracked off, uh, first thing up for Brothers Comics Podcast is box office report. If you don't have it pulled up, I do have it. There's some movies I, I do want to talk about. I do have it pulled up. Um, you All wanted right. to start with five. Five to one. one. Yes, okay. Ma'am. Well, at number five, we have the Purge election year, which made $11.7 million. Now, um, we'll, Hold on. before we, Any of y'all see that? No. I haven't seen it yet. It is on my list uh, mm-hmm. to see because I saw the first two. And I saw I, the I like I'll go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um. I did see the first two. I I like the second one better than the first one. Um, so I'll probably check this one out also. Maybe when it comes to Redbox or something mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, I will check it out. Big Hunt, did you see the Purge one or two? I saw one and two as well. Mm-hmm. You like I them? Did, I, <laughs> I like them. I like them both. I like them both. I you have plans to see the third one. I do plan on seeing the third one somehow, some way. Yeah, I, I saw the first one. I didn't see the second one. Um, 
I thought the first one was really good. Uh, I thought, you know, I mean, it was different, that's for sure. If if you like the first one, you should check out the second one, definitely. Yeah. Well, this does go against my uh, horror movie whatever, so I got sucked into that first one. Um, So I'm good. Um, You know how I feel about that horror movie stuff. Yeah, we're good. (laughs) I can say that I saw it, and that's about it. I don't think I'll continue the, the process of purging. Uh, although the idea of the purge, again, will happen if Trump is elected. I have no doubt about it. One of his first executive orders will be the purge. Absolutely. All right. What was four? Uh, number four was Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Yeah. And that's at $6.6 million. That's the one wow. with, with, what's his name? I can't think of his name. Uh, Zach Efron. Yeah, Zach Efron, yeah. Right, yeah, that's a pass. Uh, I can't ever see me seeing that, even on Redbox. Any of y'all got any desires to see Zach and um, Dave? No. Yeah, yeah no, that's, 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 that's white mediocrity right there. And it made $16 million. I mean, that's awful. Yeah. Um, I, I can't imagine. And I like that one little I – mean, I, actually, I like – was it Aubrey Plaza? Uh, she was in uh, in not the office uh, in Parks and Rec, and then it's that other white girl that everybody likes. Um, what's her name? Perfect two or Pitch Perfect. Yeah, one. the one in Pitch Perfect. Yeah. Um, what's her name? Wally Poppins. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. Yeah, everybody likes her, but I can't. I, yeah, I can't mess with Zac Efron. It, it's just you know, it's there's a person of color would look at that trailer and be like. No, I'm good. Like, I mean, what 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 would be the draw in for any black person or any other person of color to see Zach and Dave? I mean, if you're a female, I guess you want to look at Zach Efron's abs or whatever. But I mean, mm-hmm. th- yeah, there's no that's just is never gonna happen. Not for me. Not a red box. Not another. Um, so, all right. What was three? Number three was Finding Dory. That's at twenty point three million. Nice. And that okay. is made. Um, ooh, 422 million so far. So yeah, I think it's gonna. Up. I think it's gonna pass Captain America as the highest grossing movie of the year, um, which probably Disney didn't anticipate. Mm-hmm. But, but they're cashing them checks anyway. But they probably didn't anticipate. It. So yes, that's, that that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about this on the previous podcast. I uh, I like the first Finding Nemo. I just will have no desire to see Finding Dory. Um, but the, the, the missus and the daughter saw it and they said it was really good and funny. So, uh, okay. Yeah. And the next one, I'll catch on the, yeah, Tarzan. No, I was saying that movie would be something I'd probably catch on the Disney channel for free two years from now. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, the first one was okay. I mean, I wasn't madly in love with it as much as everybody else was. It was cute. Um, I was good after seeing it once, you know, that was cool. Uh, I may catch the, this sequel on Redbox or Cable or something like that, but I probably won't go out of my way to see it. Anna Kendrick is the other white girl from, uh, from that other, yeah, from, uh, Mike and Dave. Got it. All right. Mm -hmm. Um, so number two was what then? The Legend of Tarzan. That made mm. $20.6 Why? Wow. That and doesn't it's make me happy. $81.4 million, so, but actually his budget is $180 million, so. Yeah, I but mean, it's... He'll probably make back his budget. It ain't going to make 180 million at two weeks if it's only at eighty. but it's a probably $20 million movie. I mean, that's more than I would have anticipated for it. Um and I can't explain that one. I, I'll be honest with you. I can't explain I, how that became popular. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm yeah, trying to figure thought? out why they spent $180 million on it. Well, them CGI gorillas ain't for free, man. <laughs> I'll never know. Yeah, I'll never know. Man, fuck Tarzan, for sure. All right, all right. <laughs> you don't want to get me started on that shit, but... Mm. 
That's that's an absolute no no. So yeah, no to Tarzan. It could be the Mario Robbie effect. She is definitely getting the push um, ahead of Suicide Squad. I finally saw Wolf of Wall Street uh, on FX. It, it, the movie's three hours long in and of itself, and on FX it took damn five hours to play it um, with commercials. Um, you know, she's a big star in that. She's, I mean, she's she's getting the push at this point. She's in Tarzan. Did y'all know Samuel Jackson was in Tarzan? I'm sorry, what was that? Samuel Jackson is in Tarzan. Yes, he is in Tarzan. What? Cashing, keep cashing them checks. Yeah. Mhm. Pretty much. Yeah, so it could be the Margot Robbie effect. They are definitely pushing her or trying to push her to stratosphere status. Um, and then maybe that works out for them for um, for uh, Suicide Squad. I mean, maybe that's their, their play. I, I, I don't know, but I, I don't know. So maybe that's what it is and why it's making all that money. I'll never see it. I'm with Big Hutch. So, mm-hmm. Boom. There you go. All right. And number what one, The Secret Life of Pets, which made uh, $103 million. Yikes. Wow. That's mm. a lot of dough for some talking pet movies. Its budget was only $75 mil, so they they will definitely make back their they already have, so yeah, they they're gonna triple probably their budget. And think that right. Casey, C.K. Lewis is one of the people in that. The, 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 the I have Lee. no idea. Louis, I think it's Louis C.K. and uh, <laughs> uh, that's Kevin Hart's in it. Kevin Hart's one of those. Yeah, that's that, that's yeah. over two right there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say Anna Kendricks is also one of the voices as well. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just, I mean, I got kids. It's a, probably a stronger possibility to see it than y'all would see it. But um, do I pay real money to see it? Hell no. That's a, either a international viewing or a red box, period, point blank. Never going to happen. So, um, Wow. Yeah, that, that that made more than I thought it would. But, you know, it's got that, you know, from the makers of uh, Despicable Me behind it, and that's a pretty big tag that you can put in front of a movie at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because um, people like Minions, so. People love Minions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and I well, have to yeah. Minions, too, so. Yeah, those movies are great, man. <laughs> yeah, those movies are great. I mean, those, those two Minion movies are uh, I mean, I didn't see the Minion movie itself, but the two Despicable Me movies are great. Um, mm. So, all right. So that's that, the box office report. Now I put on my notes about box office report. The next new, the big movie next week that everybody's running away from is Ghostbusters. It's a relaunch with all female cast of Ghostbusters. Um, it, I, I don't know, a lot of movies that do this are usually hiding it from critics. But I think maybe this one is hiding it from fans because they know the backlash is going to be there because so many white dudes didn't want to see a female Ghostbusters. Um, right. So they have they had an embargo on the reviews for the movie. It, I think the embargo lifted either today or tomorrow, where people mm-hmm. can actually talk about it. Um, I said to I think it was Sandman and Brother Beavis on the previous podcast that you know. If you've gone back and watched the original Ghostbusters movie, it's really not that great. When I saw it when I was 13, I thought it was the greatest movie ever made. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I saw it as an adult, I was like, meh. So, um, it, it doesn't so, hold up very well. It, right. it doesn't hold up very well at all. Right. And so going to see it again with female cast, it, wouldn't, it, it has no pull for me whatsoever. And I don't think if they'd had the originals there, I would have gone to see it. And if you had put four different white dudes or whatever in it, I wouldn't have seen it either. So like, I, there's just no I pull for me. Probably, I probably would have gone to see it if they had all the originals in it. I think okay. I would have. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just... Eh, it's like, eh. Yeah. I mean, it's a remake of a remake, and all you really did was change, you know, all to all female cast. I mean, you're really just remaking the same movie. I saw Slimer in it and the mm-hmm. Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, so you're mm-hmm. really just rehashing this movie at some point. Big Hutch, <coughs> feelings on Ghostbusters? Booty. <laughs> what about the original? This is there. I saw it. I'm, I'm not putting it on my top 100 list. Right. 
Yeah, I, I think I vaguely remember. Did you go see that with us? Like in the movie theater at the Contiki or the Salem Mall? Does that we sound saw, familiar? Yeah, we saw it together. Yeah, like on the ride. I think I remember riding the, like the, taking the bus to go out and see it too. So, I mean, I mean, I thought it was awesome at the time, but, you know. Yeah, I, I just, at the time, it was, it was pretty cool. It was entertaining. It was funny. But I don't think it's aged well. Um, it's kind of pretty dated at this point, and yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, you know, maybe out of sheer curiosity, I'll check out the female version. But it's you know, it's not going to be on my must see list. Well, and maybe if they had hired four females that I found remotely funny, or mm-hmm. at least funnier. I mean, putting the lady from Mike and Molly and anything and Kristen Wiig. I mean, that's just. You know, trust us, these people are funny. Like, we couldn't get Amy Schumer or right. whatever. But it's like, oh, Lord, have mercy. These are all, I mean, they're not, I mean, they're not the chick, funny. Mm-hmm. There's the chick from Mike and Molly, I, I mean, they have pushed her unbelievably so. And to me, right. her only stick is that she's overweight. I mean, that's, right. that's it. That That's yeah. what's supposed to be funny about it. Right. And, you know, yeah. after a while, that gets old. That gets old yeah. real quick. Yeah, it, I mean, I, I I don't get it, and like you know, you're trying to tell me this is the the height of funny. Like it's really not. It's not funny at all, and you, you can't convince me otherwise that it is. So you know, kick rocks. Mm-hmm. All right, but yeah, so we'll see how much that's going to make next weekend. It should be. Uh, I mean, it's the only movie that's coming out. There's a lot of anticipation for it, so I, it ain't gonna do what the Secret Life of Pets did. Uh, it won't do $103 million. I think I read somewhere they were hoping for like a $50 million opening. So, good luck. Um, <laughs> That's my line. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just bit it. All right. So, we'll close the box office report and lead to our the Funky Six questions of the week, comic book, pop cultural stories from the week. Um, you guys pick a number. I give you the question, and hopefully you know something about it. And if you don't, you got to fake it till you make it. Um, so we always let the ladies go first, female perspective, a number one through six. Give me four. Four. Uh-huh. Four is, oh, news came out this week that Ghost in the Shell hired an actual Japanese actress for the movie. And the at Japanese actress is actually going to play the mother of Scarlett Johansson's character, who is not Japanese. Yeah, uh, you can tell. This this is a lot of backtracking at this point. They're trying to <laughs> save face for the fact that, that Scarlett Johansson was cast in the lead role. So now they're trying to they're scrambling and trying to fill in all these other characters with uh, with Asian actresses and so forth. And it's yeah, yeah, it's very blatant. Yeah, big hunts. Um, uh, <laughs> what she said. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, yeah, I didn't know. Um, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I've already put this on the ban list. I'm not seeing a minute of that movie, and I will make fun of any and every person that goes and sees it and just supports that BS. That is just truly unacceptable, and they knew it from the beginning. That movie is Dead Man Walking. It's going to have um, the, the negative press surrounding that movie by the time it comes out. If it wasn't Scarlett Johansson and they hadn't spent all that money, it would probably go straight to Redbox. Um, so yeah, that that's is that is going to be DOA. So, all right, Big Hutch, number one to six, but not four. Six. Six. Now she is not a superhero, but maybe she should be. Serena Williams wins her twenty-second major title at Wimbledon yesterday. Um, Tying her with Steffi Graf of the modern record for um, in the open air. What do you think about Serena? I say hooray for Serena. Um, yeah, about time. Um, yeah, I'm glad that she's finally done it. Um, yeah, that's a heck of an accomplishment. My voice changed. <laughs> yeah, he just jumped on oh, his he, moment. He I did kind of jump in on your turn, but yeah. It's all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's a great, I mean, it, it is awesome. It's great. She's never going to get the credit that she deserves, though. Yeah. I mean, right, they're going, right, 
there's, there's, a, there's a whole group actively hating for her to win 23. Right. And, and, and think about her. it. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, right. So the like, U.S. Open is where she could do it. I uh, hope she does. I mean, she's been in the finals in all the other matches or, to this point and just yeah. lost. But, you know, this would be great. She won She won doubles with Venus, too. So Correct. Right. So, I mean, I, it's, I'm happy. Now, my thing is, is where is all the other uh, athletes coming after her and Venus and Tiger? In, in predominantly white sports? Yes, and, and tennis and golf, we're uh, they're supposed to be the they're supposed to be the the gate openers for all the other black athletes after mm-hmm. them to in, in these sports that are predominantly white, but right. there ain't there ain't nobody breaking through. But I mean, in tennis, at least on the female side, there are some black female players that are you know top fifty type players, you know, and we talked about this on the other podcast about. Um, Oh shoot! What I forgot her name that quick. Uh, that doesn't want to be black. Um, <laughs> shoot! I forgot her name. But there's Sloan Stevens, who I think really would probably yeah. be if if she could win, would be like America's sweetheart. Like she has, right. she has everything, but she can't break through to uh, to get to that to get to that next level. Um, and then this other lady whose name again just escaped me, and then I just ran down on that previous podcast. Hold on. Uh, that Stevens girl, um, she was the one that was always talking smack about about Serena, and she can't um, uh, manage to win anything. So right. that's my issue with her. Don't talk smack if you don't have anything to back it up. And right, right. now, she doesn't have anything to back it up. So she should shut right. the hell up. Right. But, uh, Maddie, and, yeah. so she, she was talking smack about Serena and so forth. So, yeah, we see where she's at now. You could chalk a little bit of that up to you could chalk a little bit of that up to youth and stupidity, but at a point you're gonna to have to be the one that goes out and shows and proves. Now look, think about what Serena's doing. She's thirty four years old. It's unheard of in any tennis, let alone female tennis, for people to be winning majors in their mid thirties. It's unheard of. You know, most people peak out and die at, at like twenty eight, twenty nine. Right. And she's winning majors at 34. I mean, it's amazing that what she's mm-hmm. doing. Um, so, I mean, she's a superhero. She literally is a superhero. Yeah, it is amazing. And and I I hope that um, because you think correct, I hope she will be recognized for all of the accomplishments and all the things that she's managed, you know, to to um to uh, you know obtain at this point. So. Right. And I throw this out to Big Hodge. You know, we're sports fans, you know, and the Olympics are coming up, and Serena being the Olympics, playing singles and doubles with Venus. All right, so the United States loves to cheer for people from the United States, you know, as you get into our jingoism, nationalism, or whatever. And we especially love when people are dominant. Michael Phelps goes out there, he wins a gazillion gold medals. The U.S. women's soccer team, they go out there, they beat all these people. You know, yeah, USA, we love everything. But when USA Basketball goes out there and it's like, oh, you know, well, they're supposed to win. What? What? What's the difference? Why aren't you cheering for USA? And when Serena, who is the most dominant athlete, of, at least in the modern era at this point, and definitely on the female side, you have people actively cheering against an American. Mm, that's awful. That's awful. And you know why they're doing it. You know why they're doing it. You cheated well, against her because of that. Because y'all, I mean, I'm a little, I'm a little old. I don't remember people cheering against Chris Everett when oh, she was playing Martina. Didn't that, that, that was their, you know, gold yeah. girl. Yeah. Yeah, that's because yeah. when Martina was the ugly, nah. So why y'all cheering for all these people against Serena? Oh, I know why. Because she's black, and y'all don't like her views and her dominance there. And that's not cool. Like, if they Americans, you should never be cheering for. I mean, even though, and even though I love Roger Federer, and when he was playing Andy Roddick in the Wimbledon final, even though I want Federer to kind of win, I'm still cheering for the Americans. 
I mean, it's nah, like I, for the, I, was, I, I was always cheering for Federer. Nah, I, nah, it's like, I, man. I, and I'm always going to cheer for Federer. I just think man, he's a classic dude. So, it, yeah. It, I, man. I mean, I don't care if Roddick is from USA, whatever. Yeah, nah. I, was, I was cheering for Federer. There you go. Man, that's like... <laughs> That's like cheer. That's like cheering against the black folks on the Price Is Right when they are down at the Showcase Showdown. Man, you 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 better be cheering for the black person to win. You cheer for the other person. But come on, come on, black dude. What you? What, that's way you way you bid way too much money. Come on. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just you know, what do you think about that big hutch? You know, actively that's, cheering against Americans. That's I, I'm not a fan of that, but right. But, I mean, if it's Federer versus Eisner, most people are going to cheer for Federer. Right. Yeah, but I'm talking about if you get to the final. Yeah, but if you're in the U.S. Open final, let me take the Olympics out of it, you're at the U.S. Open final, and it's Serena versus fill-in-the-blank over, they know Americans should be cheering for fill-in-the-blank over. None. You should they be cheering for the U.S. Open. Exactly, and actively cheering against them. That's the thing. It's not like you even being secret about it. Look, oh, like she wins too much. Y'all say that shit about Michael Phelps. Nobody's like, oh, Michael Phelps wins too much, ever. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever said that shit, ever, 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 ever. Right. Like, he yeah. wins too many. So yeah, so I, I, it's it's always curious to me that they kind of do that. Um, but all right, so yeah, sorry right. that. All right, female perspective. Even though you jumped on Hutches. <laughs> they jumped in him on there. All yeah, in his biz. Yeah. <laughs> so, any number that's not four or six. Two. Two. Uh, news dot from Marvel today as they go into their new line of comics here coming in the fall. called Divided We Fall or something like that. That the new Iron Man is going to be a black female named Riri Williams. Are you uh, serious? She's, yeah, she's a 15-year-old MIT genius, and she will be taking <laughs> over the role of Iron Man. Ray, Ray Williams. Yeah. Will the armor have boobs in it? Uh, it doesn't appear to be on the early spec. But she's gonna be a woman's gonna be Iron Man. Uh, well, wouldn't they have to change the Iron Woman? Yeah, I don't think they're changing it. I don't think they're changing it. It's going to be Invincible Iron Man with Riri Williams. They introduced her in the. I'm just telling you. They introduced the character in the Invincible Iron Man here in the last couple of months. She uh, built an armor all to her own. Um, she was using it to kind of help rescue before this before Rhodey got killed. Um, so to help War Machine, but yes. Riri Williams, the new Iron Man, starting in the fall. Riri Williams at that? Riri Williams, yes, Riri. R-E-E hyphen. R-I-R-I-R-I. Um, that'd be interesting. I did yeah. see where um, Robert Downey Jr. gave it his approval. Okay. So, well, who cares? That don't mess up his chicks. But, uh, no, but <laughs> it, it comes back to that thing that I wrote. And I think, you know, just looking at just kind of getting the the pulse of Twitter. I think a lot of people are like, okay, well, you know, it's a black female, which um, Marvel doesn't have a great track record with. So that's good that they're doing that. But I think a lot of it is hedged with, one, it's not a black writer writing the book, male or female. Now, Bendis, I think, is going to be writing it. So there's that. And then this is also uh, what I wrote about on about two or three weeks ago about Marvel doing this Plessy versus Ferguson shit. There's separate but equal stuff. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to give you Black Captain America. We're going to give you female Thor. We're going to give you uh, Black Iron Black Iron Woman, you know, and Black Spider-Man. We're going to give you those characters. Instead of taking the time and creating a new, a brand-new character, and trying to, you know, build that character up, they're just giving you a, the black version of it. And everybody knows that eventually Tony Stark's going to be Iron Man, right? Like, when we see Avengers The Infinity War, it ain't going to be no goddamn Riri Williams in the Iron Man. <laughs> Would that be fair? <laughs> if, right. if it did pull out with Riri Williams, would you be upset? 
Would I be upset? I don't know about yeah. upset. I don't think I'd be upset. I'd be more like, y'all are doing this for real? But <laughs> I don't think I'd be upset. Uh, would, you, uh, would you be upset if, if Riri Williams showed up instead of uh, Tony Stark? If y'all say my ass for radioactive, man, <laughs> or whatever, I'm cool with that. But, I mean, the one thing that Brohams meet that are in real life are good at is creating stuff and white people stealing it. So she have her own name. Well, own character. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's, I, I can't call it whack, but it's kind of whack that you couldn't have just I'll made. Uh, <laughs> we could have just made her, like, creator as a different character to not be Iron Man. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and then she won't even be the only Iron Man. It's going to be her is going to be an Iron Man, and then I think Doctor Doom is going to be Iron Man too. Victor Von Doom is also going to be Iron Man. So again, yeah, separate but equal. It sounds like they're doing this. I mean, they're kind of doing what DC is doing the rebirth, where they're having two or three Superman, like they have two or three Iron Man. But doesn't that get confusing? And uh, it's just a way to try to get new people to read this, to read their bird feeder mess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, thanks for that news. <laughs> Uh, I had to get another bottle of wine for that one. <laughs> so, uh, it's, uh, yeah. Bring Tony Stark back and, you know, put her in the corner. Um, and that'll be the end of it. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it seems like a, a publicity stunt. Um, so, we're not above calling you out for your bullshit, Marco. So, um, I'm calling you out. All right. Because, uh, anything but two, four, six. Y'all hate odd numbers. Number one. Number one. Uh, number one. Uh, I'll see you female perspective. You should have picked that one. Uh, uh, that Gambit is the movie is finally going to start shooting in the spring of 2017 with a hopeful uh, a February 2018 release date. Big hot. <laughs> It ain't gonna happen. I'll put down I'll put down ten apples, it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> ten apples. Yeah. Um female perspective. Uh it's not gonna happen with Channing. There you go. Uh my repetitive <laughs> line that I probably mentioned on darn near every podcast with Gambit uh, involved. Yes, yeah. it will not happen with Channing Tatum. Right. I do yeah. believe that there will be a Gambit movie made, and I do think that there is an opportunity to opportunity to make a good uh, Gambit movie. But you have to select the appropriate actor Channing Tatum is not it. And I think that's why they're experiencing the problems that they are at this point. Uh, I'm with Dick Hutch, and we've been, this is probably <laughs> the, the most talked about thing that we've done on the year the podcast that we've done is the Gambit movie. Come yeah. out yet. Is that um, I still don't think it's going to come out. I don't think it's going to be uh, at all. Man, I don't think if he doesn't do it, it ain't getting done regardless. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> so that's the end of it. And, uh, yeah, so uh, by Gambit, and uh, the, especially the way Fox is rolling right now because X-Men Apocalypse didn't do nearly what they thought it was going to do, um, sinking some money into a second-tier, third-tier character with uh, an ambiguous back history and powers is probably not the way to go to make money. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But um, um, with the success of Deadpool, I think they kind of uh, thought that, you know, they could just throw this character out there as well mm-hmm. and, you know, have uh, another um, success. And, and granted, I think it can be a successful movie, just not with the actor that they chose. So, right. Yeah. You know. All right. All right. Next up, 
I believe that's me. Uh, female perspective, so uh, three or five? Five. Five is... <laughs> you have to fake it till you make it on this one. It was reported by director James Gunn that the scrolls who are enemies in the Marvel comic books are co-owned by Fox and Marvel. So the scrolls could actually appear in a Marvel movie, not just a Fox movie. Now, Big Hutch, go ahead and explain what a scroll is to female perspective. Yes, you. <laughs> scrolls, the scrolls are alien race that invaded the Earth several several decades ago, and they they had the ability to change their shape and size and everything and mimic the sound. And when they're really good, they can mimic the powers of uh, superheroes. And the Fantastic Four found them out. They've been a constant thorn in the side of Marvel Universe for years. They, they've had some big ups. They've had some big downs. Galactus ate their planet, their home planet. It's it's all over the place. Mm-hmm. Green face, ugly pepper, or tasting way. But I do like the Super Scroll. <laughs> yeah. And I think and I, I think the scrolls themselves are owned by Marvel and like super scrolls are owned by Fox. So it's like a weird co op thing. What's the difference in the scrolls and the super scrolls? The scrolls are the normal characters. They're not that they're not that tall, they're green. The average I think they're ran by women too. They're matriarchs of blood mm-hmm. by women. But anyway, but yes, they, they can shape shift and whatnot. But the Super Scroll was one of their elite warriors who signed up to basically take on the powers of the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. So remember, remember in Fantastic Four two when they kind of made they all came together and they kind of put all their combined abilities together. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's what Super Scroll was basically. Oh, okay. he had the ability to be uh, to do all the things that they can do at the same, at, at, at the same, same time. time. Okay. Yeah, kind of. So yeah. is he like uh, he's a, a villain that's closely associated with Fantastic Four? Yes, he is their closest. And the yeah, mostly he to the Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah, Doctor Doom was numero uno. Right. Super Scroll. Yeah. He might he might be top. He's top five. Yeah. Um, and probably <laughs> the, the most interesting part about them being tied to the Marvel side is that there was a whole series of books called Secret Invasion um, in the Marvel side where the scrolls had invaded the Marvel universe and taken the place of heroes, uh, most notably um, Captain America. And, um, you know, the scroll was portrayed as Captain America for the longest time. And when he was killed, air quotation, you know, they found out that it was an actual scroll. It wasn't actually Steve Rogers that was killed. So with the Guardians of the Galaxy, who, you know, is essentially primarily a space-based comic book movie, um, you know, maybe scrolls show up in Guardians of the Galaxy. And, you know, eventually when we get to Avengers, the Infinity Wars, those last two movies um, with Thanos and whatnot, like it, it seems to be that there'll be some version of that that happens probably in space. And so maybe the scrolls show up at some point in time. They're they're a pretty big villain in the entire Marvel universe. So it would be exciting to add them in. Um, it would have made more sense in the original Avengers had the scrolls come instead of the uh, Chitari because most people didn't know who the hell the Chitari were, but they know who scrolls are. Um, so it would have been it would have been fun. So definitely interesting that they would um, that they are co-owned and they might show up in a Marvel movie at some point. Because they ain't showing up in the Fantastic Four, because ain't nobody going to see that bullshit ever again. <laughs> <laughs> ever, ever again. Uh, they got the nerve to put that shit on Netflix. I, mean, I see it every time I log in. I'm like, I ain't watching this shit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Netflix don't need this at all. Um, all right. So, Big Hush, last one. Um, number three. Re- number three, that's right. Last one. Um, it is reported that in the new Star Trek movie that's coming out later in the month that uh, Sulu will be gay. Uh, he's played by actor John Cho, and he's been in the first two movies as well. And uh, when it came out that George Takai, the original Sulu from the original series of Star Trek, wasn't happy about it. Now, now the original Sulu, George Takai, is actually gay. 
came out probably about seven or eight years ago now that um, uh, he's a gay man, but he wasn't gay on the show, and Sulu wasn't gay on the show. He was that's his personal life, and he basically came out and said that you know um, I don't like that. Like the character wasn't gay, so you know why are you making him gay? Because I'm gay, essentially. Right. And it was discussed by like the producers of the show. They ran it by him, and he told him like I don't think that's a good idea. They went ahead and did it anyway. So big hush thoughts. I mean, they're they're playing to what the what what the Hollywood likes, and you know, and the Sulu is or Sky is doing the old man get off my lawn kind of thing and protesting kind of. It, 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 mm-hmm. it gives him a little bit of light. It helps out the movie a little bit, but mm-hmm. I mean, it really don't matter. Who cares? I agree with him though. I mean, I don't think from what I can recall. In the previous Star Trek movies, whatever, Sulu's um, sexuality was never mentioned. It shouldn't be mentioned and addressed in this movie. I mean, just, I mean, it's not necessary. To me, it seems like it's pandering to, you know, um, uh, uh, the LGBT community. And, I mean, I guess they feel that that's a void they need to to fill, but I don't think it's necessary. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I see what I see where he's coming from. Right. I mean, I, I, you obviously knew it was going to be an issue if they actually asked him about it. And so, since you asked him about it, and he's the person that played the character for Nam sixty years now, um, he's like, "Yeah, I don't think that's such a good idea. I would probably listen to him." You know what I mean? Like, it, it, right, it seemed exactly. like it would have been like, "Yeah, you know." And he's gay. It's not like he would not want to see gay characters right. on film, but. He's like, I don't think that's such a great idea. And you probably should have listened to him. It seems to me that they were doing that. Well, George Takai is gay, and so Sulu's gay. So I went into my George Takai voice. So, you know, we're just going to do that. And I don't, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, especially if the character that played the person for such a long time wasn't down with it. Right. I agree. Um, yeah, once he addressed it as, you know, it not being necessary, I don't think you should do it. I think they should have respected that. Right. Yeah, they have- the whole kind the whole first place. <laughs> they haven't they have have so why are they gonna start now? Right. I mean but they could have made again, if you want to have a gay character in the movie, that's fine. Right. Have they a have a character. new character in the movie. Why right. does it have to exactly. be Sulu? That would have been the perfect way to address it. But Sulu right. is but Sulu in the in the Pantheos is in the I mean he's eight, nine, ten of people who give a rat's up anyway. They don't care. Right. But he's still yeah, one but, of the characters. But again, if if George Takai wasn't gay, Sulu would not be gay in the movie. Oh. They wouldn't have. That's the only, if George Takai had never came out and he had just been Mr. Sulu and had just been Mr. Sulu, he would have. <laughs> they would have not made the character gay in the movie either. They they only did that because George Takai is gay in real life. That's the only reason they did it. Because they could have made, you know, being Spock, well, I guess Spock is asexual or whatever, but they could have made Spock gay. Could have made, I mean, they could have made anybody gay if they wanted them to. Right. So, or, like, or like you said, just create another character if they wanted just to create, have yeah. a character. But nobody created a character. Well, right. I mean, you don't know until you do it. They could create a character that people would care about. Right. And that would yeah. address the whole issue. Nobody cares about right. it. Never How do you know unless you do it? You don't know that nobody's going to care about a new character unless because, you create that new character and see keep, what happens. keep creating these same old-ass movies over and over again. Well, yeah, and, that's, that, and that is essentially the same story as what we've been saying, is that if there's no creative make, ideas. They're not going to make a Deep Space Nine movie. I don't know where you're going with that, so... <laughs> Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I just dropped off there for a second. I'm having all kinds of audio issues today. Like, if I just don't, I don't know. If if he didn't think it was a good idea, I think you listen to the original character that played him. It just makes sense. Uh, but they clearly wanted to have a gay character in there. And since George Takai is gay, we're going to make it this character. And that that's bullshit to me. Um, it's they, unacceptable. They, I mean, but they did the same thing to, to Captain Kirk and uh, all those uh, generation movies with the, the new generation, of, uh, the, the next generation. He had all these crazy ideas. And they was like, just sit over there, old man, collect his check. <laughs> right. So if well, they're not listening to Kirk, they ain't sure they're going to listen to Sulu. Right. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, but and I don't even think Kirk is involved in any of these things whatsoever, this new like, Star Trek. <laughs> but that's well, yeah. that, that, I think they've. I think he's per- purposely been excluded. Right, and, and that's very interesting. Yeah. Right. And if they're not listening to him, they sure they listen to Sulu. Right. Well, because they have seen got lead singer disease, you know, I mean, that's a real thing that he has been the person that's been out in front. And the funny thing is he's probably the one that hates it the most, you know, that he came, became famous and, you know, it was hard for him to get work, you know, as much TJ Hooker as uh, Big Hutch watched. I know he watched a bunch of episodes of it. You know, it was hard for him to, to cast checks outside of being Kirk. Wow! If you were if you were this arm range, I would slug. <laughs> <laughs> I know you would. I know you would. Uh, so yeah, but all right. So that ends the the, the funky six questions of of the week. Six questions in pop culture and whatnot uh, for the week, and that'll start to wrap up podcast number thirty six or thirty seven. I can't remember. You have to look at it when you see it. Um, but coming up. Let's see. We got anything planned for the week? I'm still trying to get in our interview with uh, the writer of Mosaic, the new uh, Marvel character, who back and now again a new character, not being somebody else. Of course, he's an Inhuman, and that's a whole another issue for me. But uh, we're still trying to uh, uh, get that interview scheduled down for uh, for him. So uh, his name is Jeffrey Thorne. So we're trying to get that taking care of writer of Mosaic. And then um, Joseph Illich, he used to be the editor of Batman, um, the Batman comic book line. He's not anymore. He's an independent uh, comic book creator and writer at this point. And we're trying to get him for an interview sometime next week as well. Um, he's been uh, very open to this idea on the Twitter streets. So trying to get those two in. Uh, if you haven't done so, you can go back and check out our interview with Dietrich O. Smith. Um, the uh, artist on Shaft, the Shaft comic book. Uh, he did he did a really good job. Did you guys get a chance to listen to that one? Uh, I have not as of yet, but I, I have it on my list of things. Okay. Yeah, I listened to it today, Cleaning the Gutters, and uh, he did a really good job. And he's going to be at Dragon Con, uh, so got that coming up. we got San Diego Comic-Con coming up here in two weeks. Not that we're going to be there, <laughs> but uh, I do think that maybe mm-hmm. one of the That is our day- goal. To be able to attend. That's my STF point. point. <laughs> well, and start to be be able to attend and get press passes and so forth. Yeah. So we're working towards that. Yeah. Well, um, if you can, um, that's going to be a time for us to all get together to be able to, um, excuse me, um, uh, to watch. Uh, some of the live stream. This is going to be the first year that they're going to stream live from um, like some of the larger halls. So we'll be able to watch it online, maybe get some commentary as we sit there and watch a bunch of stuff for Suicide Squad. And I'm sure the Justice League cast might show up and Marvel and will be like, that, whatever. You said that Marvel and them, they, they do not, they did not get a room or uh, did not uh, rent a venue. No, they did not. Marvel and Fox said forget you um so this will be a dc function completely uh and i would imagine that um well dc probably most well they need it the most but they had it last year too and they didn't do much with it they gave us a bunch of batman versus superman stuff look how that worked out so um yeah (laughs) yeah so suicide squad will be coming out like three weeks after san diego comic-con 
So I'm sure that'll be their big focus. Um, I got my and, reserve. Not. <laughs> what, what are your feelings for Suicide Squad again? Uh, I'm feel. I think I'm gonna let Sandman watch it and give me a recommendation, <laughs> and <laughs> and to so decide if I'm gonna see. Pig, huh? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and Sam, that's Sandman. We know you listen to the podcast all the time, so yeah, Sandman will go and watch it for us, and then we'll go from there. It it it, it has all the traffic of uh, international viewing in my book. Um, that's pretty much where I'm at with that. Uh, that, that movie's going to be bad. I think I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Hutch feels the same way as I do, but I don't want to talk for you. What are your feelings on Suicide Squad, you know, a month in advance? I just said I'm reserved. I got my ticket reserved. Not. Yeah. Yeah, it's just there's something wrong with that movie. I don't know what it is. It's, I feel the same you know way. What? With me, it just feels like they're trying too hard, and when you try that hard, trying to cover up something. Yeah. I feel the same way about it is that I the way I feel about um uh I felt about X Men Apocalypse. Like I feel there's something uneasy about it. I don't feel comfortable with it and if I have that feeling then I'm probably right and uh and I was right about X Men Apocalypse. I was like, I don't feel right and it didn't and I feel the same way about Suicide Squad. It'll probably have a couple of moments and You'll be like, oh, okay, but overall, I'm sure it's going to be fugazi. Um, <laughs> that's my thought, and yeah, and I'm sticking to it. So, but yeah, that's that. Um, anything else of any other brothers' comics business? I know that um, the Game of Thrones ended. Um, I had a huge listen to for that last episode of Game of Thrones. Um, the last so. episode. We're at Randy Moss level on both of them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, now no more Game of Thrones for like a year or two. So, um, I just, yeah. as a matter of fact, this is some news that that we can add to that. That they, that they said um, they, the um, the premiere date is going to be pushed back uh, for right. the next season because they want since I mean those who are familiar with the show. You know that it's it's supposed to be based on the the theory that winter it was always based on winter is coming and now winter is here. So mm-hmm. they have uh, uh, pushed back the premiere because they're looking for bad weather. Yeah, mm-hmm. snow and you know rough weather, and they so they said it's probably going to be delayed a bit. Yeah. So okay. That's, that's called keeping it real. <laughs> yeah. I definitely think that, um, you know, I mean, again, I don't watch the show. I don't read the books or whatever. Oh, it's so super popular. On ever watching the show? Um, I'm going to say no. <laughs> um, <laughs> only, only because, again, only because I there's just, I don't know when that would actually happen. I don't have HBO, so I'd have to just screen it. And as much as I like titties and dragons, I just I don't know when I would have time for titties and dragons. Like I just you don't. don't like dragons. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I'm hoping to figure something out. But as I was, my my point of that whole part of bringing that up was you know hopefully we can somehow find a new show that we can all maybe watch and live tweet and you know discuss together. That's pretty popular. Um, yeah. I'm, we, we threw out an idea. Um, give us your feedback on this. Um, have you ever watched? Have you uh, ever watched The Wire? Uh, no. Well, I mean, I I know of it. It's one of uh, I never watched. So well, um, Hutch and I were discussing that The Wire was voted the number one HBO show. So oh, okay. We had discussed perhaps going back and viewing that and maybe, you know, doing a podcast about, you know, the episodes of The Wire. We don't know no. if that's going to take place or not. And right now it's just in the discussion stage. But mm-hmm. would you be willing to do that? Yeah, that'd be fine. Yeah, we could do that. I I, 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 I can live with that. Maybe we'll, we'll watch The Wire and, you know, podcast that. I like it. 
I like to buy. And we'll put that out there on the uh, on the Twitter streets, see if we can get some feedback on that. I do know it's a super popular show, so um, oh, yeah, that'd be great. Extremely super popular, and not just with Broham. I mean, right. others absolutely love that show. Uh, to and be I quite honest with you, it gets mad love. Here comes it. Here comes yeah. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. No, this no, is, uh, go ahead. What were you gonna say? I, 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 you took my take, so I'm gonna take your uh, <laughs> take uh, I, um, you could actually probably get Brother Beavis on that actual podcast too, because uh, he watched that show from beginning to end as well. So, okay. um, yeah, so you so might want to bring that up. Get like the the four of us together to do that, or you know. We'll see. We'll see how it uh, pans out, but yeah, and it's free. Or well, it's, uh, it's, well, it's not free, but if you got you got the ability to look at it, right? Save time, though. That's the situation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> we we gonna have to set up a time to watch it. <laughs> yeah, this is very true. <laughs> yeah, a, I do have I do have season two on my on my. I bought that actually with real money. <laughs> Fake money, huh? Yeah. Supposed <laughs> fake money. Right. Now, here's another show that never never got any love. That did you watch? Did you watch The Shield? Uh, you got me watching that. I probably saw the first two or three seasons. I I bailed after that. You did? You bailed after the first two seasons? That's one of those shows where you know I enjoyed it. Uh, that was something that the missus wasn't gonna. Uh, Ever, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just getting there into watching Murder in the First, and, and even that's a teeth pulling exercise, and it's not nearly as languagey and violent as the Shield is. So, um, yeah, the Shield quality violence and language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so, but that yeah, was, I mean, that was a very good show as well. Okay, awesome. Well, we'll figure something out. Try to get you know our Sunday live. Our Sunday podcast up and running again um, as we start getting closer to the fall. I'm sure there'll be some new shows out there that we might want to think about a little bit, but um, some of those retro shows are better than any other crap that they're going to put out in the fall. So, um, yeah, yeah, and this is and I'll do a side brother type of as we wind up here. I saw that the Uncle Buck show with Mike Epps got canceled. Oh, yeah, I saw it got canceled. Oh, really? Yeah, I yeah. That. yeah. I, I have to admit, I watched a couple of episodes too. Because I, I like Mike Epps and Neil Long, so is, is it Neil Long? Is that her name? Okay, yeah, Neil Long. Yeah. yeah, I I like both of them, so you know I wanted to give it an opportunity, and it it wasn't horrible. But the first right. episode show in and of itself, it's they they weren't big with it, so that so it was already had two strikes on mm-hmm. it. I put it on in the summer, yeah, so that's not a good sign or an indication that they had faith in it. So yeah, okay. All right, so, so we'll wrap this up. Go ahead, sorry, because that's it. Okay. All right, so yeah, we'll wrap this up um, as podcast thirty six, thirty seven. Can't really remember, and uh, <laughs> we will check y'all on the other side next week. Be on the lookout for those interviews with um, Joseph Village and with uh, Jeffrey Thorne this week. We try to finally get them in, and it's been playing a kind of phone tag with these guys. And we'll get that in, and then we're almost, you know, really six weeks out from Dragon Con. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Are, are you, you're going to Dragon Con this year, right? Yes, correct. Um, I'm not sure if I'll be paying to go inside there because, uh, <laughs> again, uh, that would be a three for, um, like for me, and 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 uh, and honestly, I, the the thought of standing and doing badges at Dragon Con makes me want to throw up. Um, but. If I can go and maybe Thursday and go get my badge, and just for Saturday, just for Saturday, I don't think I'll be doing anything besides Saturday, uh, and maybe Sunday. I'll have to figure it out. It's all about the money, so uh, we'll figure it out. But are you volunteering, Hutch? Your rollover, as usual. That's a good question. I need to find that out. Right. Okay. <clears throat> cool. That male-female perspective. You're not sure. I'm not sure at this point. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get Big Hutch to get me in on a, a volunteer uh, a position, but uh, right. he's not giving me any additional information as far as that's concerned. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. 
It's a matter yeah. of waiting here. Yeah, well, we'll definitely do our uh, preview, DragonCon preview, and then, you know, uh, and definitely our post or whatever. It'd be nice if they would have given us press, but they didn't. So we'll see you next time, DragonCon. Um, we'll, uh, I don't know, we'll have you be able to pull off, pulling off the podcast there or whatnot, but we'll figure something out. All right, so we'll wrap up this podcast. This is the producer. I'm signing off. Sign off, female perspective. Adios from the female perspective. Let's go ahead and sign off. Catch you next. All right. <laughs> All right y'all. Peace. <laughs> Peace.